0: our father's house it's just a, a slide here I'm going to show you or a couple of slides and uh, we, father's house is what we call ourselves in the sense of this is our father's house wherever we are it is his house amen and so we endeavor to do we teach we train we we equip we do whatever we can to help and to encourage you see on the top of there is just a couple of slides there uh, we write manuals have written a number of manuals they're available on our website and so on so you can see here my my latest one is the one on the first left there the kingdom of god and the conflicting kingdoms and it helps us to understand about the conflicts that we face today about the kingdom of darkness coming against the kingdom of god amen and uh, the next slide just shows you a little bit more another couple of those uh, that's uh, the building foundations and shakings of the lord and so on activities what are we involved in today preaching teaching seminars and we do a lot of seminars on areas of vision, uh, three-dimensional person. God's in uh, one Thessalonians "I pray that you be whole." It means be complete. I pray you be whole in spirit, soul, and body. And uh, so we encourage to do that to release people into there and so on. Uh, we YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, uh, and at the moment we are doing teaching uh, snippets. Our snippets go out to uh, uh, now uh, New Zealand, of course, but Uganda, India, Pakistan, uh, Kenya, Vanuatu. Australasia, and uh, five, 500 churches feed from that uh, every week, and, uh, and we don't know how many is in all of those churches, but some of them are large, some of them are small, uh, but we're just feeding through that, and uh, presently, uh, I've got to focus on our nation, because of where we are, our nation needs to know God, uh, we've got an election coming, so I'm dealing with uh, the whole aspect of uh, God, uh, the nations, government, and so on, and so I've done 10 so far we've done 10 recordings on that and they're going up every Tuesday presently right up until our election and probably on the week of the election I'll do a live uh, teaching and uh, so on. So that kind of just uh, lets you know a little bit about where we are today and uh, what we do. We get a lot of uh, invitations even today, uh, many invitations are outstanding, uh, we are unable able to travel to the distances that we've done in earlier days, I do a lot this way and do a lot online to be able to communicate. Uh, and to encourage uh, a number of churches. We're, we're advisors, if you like, to a number of churches, and some of those are fairly large in, in Australia right now that are going uh, through difficult times. And uh, so we just provide uh, counsel where we can to help them with all that. Is that okay? That's a little bit like, be good. Come up, look at that. Okay. That's fine. That's really good. Thank you. So, today, what do we want to talk about today? Well, I'd like to talk to you about a vision. Is that okay? I've heard a lot this morning from your prayer meeting, through your different prayers and so on, and it's quite obvious I really don't need to speak. We can just close (laughs) that and go early. But I'll maybe reinforce some of it. Is that okay? Here we are. If you have your Bibles, if you don't, you should get one. It's good for you. (laughs) Uh, But here here it is. I want to have a look at uh, Proverbs firstly. Uh, Proverbs chapter 29, uh, and it's in uh, uh, verse 18. It says, where there is no vision, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. He that has no vision. So what is a vision? A vision is about having, it's actually a mental picture, a mental picture of something. It's having a mental picture about where you're going, what you're intending to do, or, or what it is that you give your life for. A vision is a mental picture about something here that's now established in our mind. But The scripture is telling us if we don't have a vision, if we don't have a, a, a picture in our mind, we don't have an understanding about where we're going, then we will perish. So we need a vision. So today, because we're in this environment, I'd like to speak specifically to three areas of vision that I think are very, very important to each one of us and apply to us here today. And the first one is a relationship with God or personal vision. That has a relationship with God. We need to have a vision for that. I mean, what is it? How much time do we give to build our relationship and and, uh, who we are in God and who he is in us? Uh, How much do we give to that? I mean, how important is that uh, to us? Uh, To me, it's extremely important because that keeps you up to date with God and keeps you flowing with God. Can we say amen? The second aspect of that is the family purpose. I mean, what's our family about? Have Have we got a vision for our family? Just to have kids and let them grow up? No what's the vision for them our children have grown up in church life and and today we see the benefit from that where they are leaders in other churches and so it's extending out beyond uh, just a person from their mother and father and they're active in all their different spheres as well I have a, a vision for our career a business our job or what whatever that is for you today we need a vision for that I mean that we're going to be there in the future uh, how how does that go with your life and my life and much time do we put into that to make sure that my career is building into what God wants, but also so we can be profitable in this business and that we can be a key help in the life of the church. So that's, that's the aspect of a personal vision. And then souls. We should always have a burden for souls. Can you say amen? Souls have got to be saved. The, the purpose that Christ came was to reconcile the world. It was to save the world. It was to save them from going to hell. It was to give them a way of escape that they don't need to go to hell, but they, they, might, they might have eternal life. Can you say amen? amen? And that's the souls that are out here today and throughout our nation, souls everywhere that need to know Christ. And we have got their answer. Yes? And the next area then I put on as an extension for that is a vision for the local church. This is your local church. We are very, very strong on local church. We never run out here on our own. We don't do what we do on our own. We always are planted or we base ourselves on a local church for responsibility, for accountability, and for all of those different aspects of it. But what vision do we have for a local church? This is a local church. What is the vision that you have for this church today? Not just what the vision is of the church, but also what the vision is for you in the church. What what can you do? What part can we play to be able to build and to strengthen and encourage and, 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 and build the local church? Because this is the light to the street out here. This is the light to, in the midst of the darkness. What is the purpose? What is it? And about souls, the local church should have a burden for souls. We should have a burden for souls. Can you say Amen. Uh, if we've got a burden for souls and actively through the week, wherever we are, we'll be talking to people that need to know Christ so they can be saved. And we bring them in here. What force is that they can be equipped, that they can go back out and save their mates uh, and see them saved. Can we say amen? Uh, and so this is the area here. And then, we, and then from there, we have a, bo- a, a vision for the body. What's that? That's all other churches uh, a Christian church. We have a vision for them. We are part of that, uh, so we flow and we continue to uh, build into and give what we can to help people and to encourage the church to build it up in their location where they are to do what they are called to do, which may be specific to their environment. Are you with me here? Yeah. Is this okay for you today? And then, and then the local church should have a vision for the body of Christ. Uh, And this means for the outside, for the other members, for the other churches, for all of those people out there that sometimes they go through difficult times as changes, as changes. Churches today, some are going through massive changes uh, and they need help and they need encouragement in the body. So how can we do that? How can we do that as a local church here? How can we do that? we play a part in the body of Christ? uh, and it goes on from there, the empowering of the body. What what can we do to empower the body? Have we got ministries that we can release into the body to encourage them? They'll be based in, but flow out from and flow back into. Get strengthened, encouraged and built up as they go on in the things of God. Can you say amen? amen. And there we have souls for the harvest. That's the world harvest. It's a, if, you, if you're not aware of it, uh, this is a day, I believe, is a day what we see in, in the book of Joel when he says that my spirit uh, shall, shall go across all of the, and your sons and your daughters, and I'm not worried about the prophesying of all that sort of stuff, but the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is moving across the world today. Uh, and we need to capture that in our nation. There are pockets where the Spirit of God is moving through our nation. But we need to blow the breath of, of the Spirit of God on the flames that they would begin to blow up and begin to blow up, literally. Can we say amen? So I trust you're in the fire. <laughs> I trust that you're looking for the fire. So that's the aspect of vision. So when I talk about vision, I'm talking about these aspects. I'm talking about equipping. What is our heart? Our heart is totally to just equip, to strengthen, to encourage, to build up, to give direction where it's necessary in, the, in, uh, in, in any given uh, location. There's a scripture in the book of Habakkuk. You might know that. Does everybody know the book of Habakkuk? And this, this is how it starts off. Habakkuk's living in a time, you could say a, da- a time of darkness, a time of lawlessness, a time of frustration, a time when evil seems to prevail. Does any of that, I mean, does any of that seem to be like our country today? I think so. And then we see what Habakkuk says. He's looking at all of these things and, and he cries out unto God, he says, Why? Why do you let me see all this? And you do nothing about it. Why do I see all the injustices? Why do I see all the lawlessness? Uh, Why do I see all the corruption? Uh, Why do I see all the political mayhem? Uh, And you, God, will do nothing about it. Why? We can say that about New Zealand today. So what will he do about it? He uses us. He uses us. We've got to change this. The nation is in our hands. The politician thinks it's theirs. And they put all different kinds of laws and legislations on us to fulfill their agendas, whatever that might be. But we are are the answer. We are the answer to this country. We are the answer to to the politicians. We are. We are the answer. And I don't want to go down that track today, but to say this, this man Habakkuk, he's crying out unto God, why, 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 why do we see all this stuff? And then he gets to chapter 2 and he says, I might just take a break for a minute. And he sits sits down and he just sits and waits. You got something to say? Just waits. Waits. Then God speaks. And he says, write the vision. What vision? If you read chapter 1, you see the unfolding of all that he's living in. Chapter 2 helps us to understand what a vision is. But he says this, write the vision. And they that read it will run with it. It's important that we get a vision. Now I've got a picture about where God wants to take us as a church. We've got a picture about where God wants to take us, what he wants to do with us, how he wants to use us. So we have a picture of all of that. But now he says write it down so that anybody else that comes in will know what it is that we are doing and what they're being part of and what they're adding to so that they can build into the church and build into the vision and take the vision onto the next stage. Write the vision. Have we got that up there. I think there it is. Well, there it is vision? Next one, let's go, next slide please. You'll see there the whole, there's Habakkuk and let's go there it is, they're right on the tablet so people that read it may run with it. Okay? So it's a new vision God's placing in your heart today. It's Isaiah 55 is a good scripture for you brother to go to. Isaiah 55, he talks about this, my word has gone out and it will not come back unto me until it has fulfilled the purpose that I've sent the word out. And anybody else else as well here today, if you have an unfulfilled word that God has spoken to you in the days that are gone, I I want to encourage you today to begin to focus on that, to go focus afresh, because God says, it's not coming back to me until it's been complete. So is there something I need to do that he needs to do? What do we need to do? Let's come back and ask him. Clarify the vision. Make it clear. If God has given you a word from the days that have passed, and and somehow you sit in a frustration, it's never happened, never happened. It's up to God. He'll bring it into being. When no, no, you take the vision, you write the vision, take the word, write the word, speak the word, declare the word, prepare yourself for the word, and let it go. Right? Talking with somebody the other day. This is off track. Is that okay? Do you mind? It's off track. I mean, we're talking about something in our, in our nation. I said, look, there's a principle here. The principle is that <clears throat> when God speaks a second time, it's the time of fulfillment. When God speaks the first time, he's letting you know what he's going to do and for you and I to prepare for what he's going to do. Right? And then he comes a second time. And when he comes a second time, that's the time of fulfillment of the word that he spoke that you prepared yourself for to enter into. It's a time of performance. Exactly. And the scripture for that, if you want to go back, it's in the book of Genesis. You go back and have a look at it there. Where, where um, uh, who was it? Who are they now here? Pharaoh, Joshua, uh, Joseph was born. in. He said, I've had these dreams about seven years and seven years. I don't understand what all these things are. And Joseph turns to him and he says this. He said the the two dreams are one. The first was that God is letting you know. And the second is that God is now going to perform it. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Anyway, that's off track, so let's go somewhere else. Let's go over to, somebody's already mentioned this this morning, but we'll we'll just follow it through a little. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2. And it says this in verse 9. But it is written. But it is written. But it is written. It is written. Everybody says written. Yeah. This is what is written. Eye has not seen. And ear has not heard. Are you with me? So he's now he's now talking about something that goes beyond. You were encouraged earlier on this morning. I think you I think the pastor mentioned that. Eyes not seen, ears are not heard. Neither have it entered into the heart. Of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. We don't know the things in the natural, what God has prepared. But it's a spiritual realm. See? Eye has not seen. And ear has not heard. He's taking us into another realm. It's seeing beyond what we see. And it's hearing the voice of the Spirit of God. Remember, are you want a character for that? Have a look at Elijah when he was up and looking for the rain to come and the fulfillment of the word of God, what did he do? He said, I can hear. I can hear, but there's nothing happening. (laughs) But I can hear. But there's just nothing happening, but I can hear. And then he sends his servant up to the top of the hill and he said, I can see. I can see a little cloud. That's it. That's it, that's it, that's it. The cloud, that's the hand of God. Let's get out of here, because rain, rain is coming. Let's go. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Uh, So how do we get into that? We get into God. We begin to ask him, help me to see what I can't see and hear what I don't hear. Help me to see what what you don't see in the natural takes you into the prophetic realm. And then you see the words, the voice, the purpose of God and what he wants to speak. Hallelujah. Are you with me? He's not prepared of it, but God has revealed them. Who? God has revealed them unto us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, he searches all the, things, the deep things of God. For What man knows the things of man save the spirit of man, which is in him but we know by the Spirit of God. There's a separation here. There's a natural seeing. There's a spiritual seeing. There's a natural hearing. There's a spiritual hearing. What are you hearing today? What about the vision? What about purpose? What about where do we go from here? What is that about in our life? Well, I don't know, but I know something. Time doesn't stand still. Is there any way we can do that, maybe? we can? Maybe we go, can we go to um, Hallelujah? We're going to go to uh, Numbers, Numbers chapter 13. Numbers, anybody know what Numbers is about? Numbers they say. Say that again. Mm -hmm. Somewhere here. He's gone. He's gone. Let me tell you about numbers. This is where the children of Israel at a point where they're waiting to see and to know and to go into the land that God has given to them. How many know that prior here now, nearly going back nearly 40 years and beyond, God spoke to the children of Israel? And he said, I'm going to give you a land of your own. It's going to be a land that flows with milk and honey. I'm going to give it to you. And <laughs> so prepare yourself. I'm going to take you out of bondage. And the word of the Lord that came to them at that time was when they're sitting under the rain and the rule of the Egyptians uh, who were using them as slaves and building up their whatevers. And, 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 and they were task, they were hard taskmasters towards them. And God spoke to them, so I'm going to give you your own land. Uh, and then we get here and we, get, we follow on in time uh, because the children of Israel, they moved on. They got through the point of walking with God, turning from God, obeying God, not obeying God, uh, uh, hearing God, rejecting God. We went through all this time. And there they stood at the, at the point of it all. And Moses said, find me a man from each of the tribes to go in and have a look at the land. Uh, I want you to have a look and to see the things of the land. And... Uh, <clears throat> See what you can see. See what you can see. Come back and tell me whether it is so. What we think it is, tell us whether that's what it is. But God has said what it is, let's see what that is. So they prepared themselves. They went into the promised land. They began to have a look at the land. What were they looking for? They're looking for the quality of the land. Is it good or is it bad? Can you grow on it or don't you grow on it? They're looking at fortified cities or houses or properties. Or what are they looking for? They're looking for things here. They're looking for the whole aspect of what is it that we're going into here? What are we going to have to face? Have a look at the people. Let's see whether they're big or whether they're small. Let's see whether they're strong or whether they're weak. Uh, let's have a look at the people. Come back and bring back a report of all of that. Uh, and then we get the report, of course, of it's 10 to 2. Uh, 10 to 2. Ten who stood against what God was saying and what they'd seen. They'd seen the vision of the land. The other two had seen the same vision of the land. Uh, And they came back and the scripture tells us that they stood there before the people of God wanting to know what went on. Uh, And they began to tell them, well, we saw the land. The land is, as he says, it is a great land. It is a prosperous land. It is a great land for uh, for, for, uh, growing things in. It's a wonderful land. Uh, It's got great big... Ah, uh, uh, hierarchical buildings here. Everywhere you go, there's heavy structures to deal with. Uh, And as for the people, as for people in the land, uh, they see us, they see us, uh, eh? They see us. Who said they see us? They didn't line them up and say, you lot of wimps, what are you doing in here? Go back to where you come from. No, but in their mind, they saw themselves as being wimps, eh? So now they've got the whole congregation here of all of Israel that's ready to go and possess the land. And they're standing there. And what did the people do? Two two people stood up. The only two that stood up was Caleb and Joshua. What made the difference? They wouldn't listen. I mean, they were giving an account of exactly the same picture, of exactly the same of what was seen. But they also conveyed their weakness, their lack of faith, their determination to know or not to know that God can carry them through. This, this is the promise of God. I mean, what's the promise of God for you and I today? And, and things look, oh, this will never happen. It's too big. It's just too big. We can't do it. It's too much. It costs too much. We can't do it. Well, he's actually in charge of the budget. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's in charge of the money. You, you're running short today. Turn it to him. These are difficult days. These are challenging times that people are going through today with their mortgages and all. I understand all of that, and talk to people every day about these thing. But look, at the end of the day, it's got to come back to Him. <laughs> I mean, if He if He's the one that's called us, He's the one to provide for us. Sir. If He can't provide for us, then throw the calling away. <laughs> it all comes together. It's a package. God says, "I want to send you," then He says, "I'm going to provide for you." Hey, you need to go to Matthew chapter six, and you see that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So look at the man Caleb, and that's up there on your screen, I see. uh, He was a man of faith. He was a man of conviction. We need that today in the house of God. We need that today in the hearts of men and women in the house of God. It's a man of faith, a conviction. He had courage to stand up in the midst of all the opposition that stood against him, and all the voices that stood to, to decry him. Uh, and he had determination and he had persistence. He to persist to go on with the things of God. Uh, so the children of Israel, they said, we want to find another leader. <laughs> we don't like these two guys. Let's find, we don't like Moses anymore. Let's uh, find somebody that'll take us back. Let's find somebody, take us back. Uh, the scripture tells us that if they had the opportunity to go back, they would have gone back from where they came. We're not going back. Brethren, it's not a day to go back. Brethren, it's a day to accept the promises of God as he's given to us and allow the Spirit of God to work with us, strengthen us, equip us, build us up, and give us the courage and the faith to move through into another realm of the Spirit of God. Uh, that's our walk with God today. Uh, so he had the courage. He stood up there, and for 40 years, and 40 years, he walked through the wilderness, uh, for 40 years, with still the same vision in his heart that had never died but it never was fulfilled. Is anybody like that here today? God, God's given you a vision and it hasn't happened? Is anybody? You, you, yeah? Look, look, look. Why don't you just stand up for a minute right where you are? <clears throat> Is that okay? And just open your heart now to the Lord. <clears throat> Looks like we need about a five-hour service. Is that okay? Can we extend? <laughs> Just look to the Lord now. Will you do that, Father? We come to you to remind you today that you have spoken words to these people and to this church, and it's a lot of those words are unfulfilled and yet to be completed. Father, with this responsibility on us to have done something or to do something, I pray that you would reveal it to us today in the realm of the Spirit of God, beyond the natural, move us beyond natural to see into your realm. Help us to see if we need to do something. But I ask you above all else, Father, to fulfill the calling that you have sent, to fulfill the word that you have sent, that you said, will not return unto your void. Uh, We're living in challenging days and difficult days. I'm asking you, Father, that you hasten your word, uh, you hasten your equipping, uh, you hasten your word to each one of these people today, uh, that the fulfillment of your word would not be delayed any longer. Uh, Father, I speak it into being now, and in Jesus' name, uh, let these words be released, let these people be released into and from your word, I pray, uh, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. How much determination do we have in our hearts today? Coming back to where we started, provision, Vision for me. My family, my act, action in the life of the church, what I give myself to. I mean, how, 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 is it, how are we burdened with that? Are we burdened with it? This vision. I mean, this vision. If we don't have a vision, we perish. What that says, this is in other translations for you. He that has no vision will fade away. He that has no vision will run without restraint, means go everywhere because they don't know where they're going. Vision provides the focus and the release into where you're going to go. Think for a minute. The book of Esther. Remember Esther. Well, who was she? What was she? Well, she became a queen. Wonderful. Did the king not even know at that time that she, she was a part of God's company? doubt it. And then as time went on, a decree was written, which he signed, uh, that all of Israel was to be wiped out on a night, at a time, in a certain month. It's all over. It is finished. We can say that with the church today where we have so much opposition, we have so much government control, we have so much resistance that's coming come, coming, coming, coming from our government and legislators against the church. So how do we deal with that? Well, Esther just carried on, carried on. And her an uncle comes to her and he says, Look, I want to tell you something. We're all gonna die. And if you think that you're not going to be one of them, (laughs) then you got another thing coming, Esther, because you're one of us. Go and talk to the king. Say, I can't do that. At that time, right there, she had to make a decision whether she was prepared to lay down her life for her people or whether she would just bury it and let all her people be wiped out. It's a good story to read, because it tells us that the person who scribed the law for the king to stamp was exposed. And from that exposure, changed the nation changed the nation where are we today where are we today we need God in our nation we need God to start peeling off what's under the covers I believe he's doing that and begin to expose what's underneath a lot of these things so that you and I when we go to vote we we can do something about that and that's in your hands that's in our hands it's not for me to say who you will or won't vote but I will say this Vote for somebody that has your values, the values of the Word of God, honesty and integrity and decency, and the people. Some a, a, a person, a person, a people, a group uh, that actually cares for the people of the land. Uh, it's time to pray for that. This is the time. This is the time for the church. This is your time. This is our time. I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm burdened for the church in, in today. I do see and I hear and I get stuff. is only just this week. Last week I got uh, three different um, uh, videos from different people that feed off our teaching of their churches being totally torn down and then burned and the people had to flee. Do we, do, we, do we want that in this country? Now's the time. Now is the time. I mean now is the time. What what was the word? What was the word that came to Esther? How do you know? How do you know? If you if this was not the purpose, this is your time. This is your time. How do you know if this is your time? So we begin to see and understand today. We hear so much about those words, they're quoted everywhere. Everywhere you go. But what does that time mean? What was the time for Esther? It was a time for Esther to stand up and to give her life and her voice for the people. Today, today is a day for us to stand up. So us to stand up and give a voice to the people to embrace the church, that as changes come to the church, it's coming to many, many churches through our country, that can be an unsettling time but it doesn't have to be if we understand that God is doing what he wants to do. Which takes us back to where I started when I said the scripture, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors. They need to be identified. They need to be released. Pastors need to be put in, and ministries need to be released into the body. These, brethren, these are serious days. Why don't we stand for a minute Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just come on behalf of the people here today, on behalf of this church, Father. We stand in awe at times. Some other times we stand in confusion as we look at the land and and look what's going on and we look at lawlessness that's going across the world. We look at the controls and the change of governments across the nations of the world. We see the agendas. We look at all of these big things that are going on. But Father, we are your church. And so I pray for this church here today. I pray, my God, let there come a visitation like they've heard or wondered or prayed or sought you for that has not yet come. I'm asking you, Lord, to honor your word. I'm asking you, Lord, to, sp- to breathe upon this place. Uh, I'm asking for a breath of the spirit of God, Father, that the fire of your spirit uh, would just begin to blow. Let this be like a firehouse, Father.